I'd like to take you back to when you were 16, probably 17, and there was an incident that happened uh, that had you embroiled in a much larger story about a murderer and a murderer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, tell me about that. A man came and approached you when you were at home. Yes, I was just at home. I'd been drying my hair after washing it, you know, and he approached and said, um, he'd just driven past our place and saw big open garages down at the end under the coachman's cottage actually, they were coachman's places and um, he was desperate because he and his wife had just been lost their rental property and they had all this stuff and uh, he wondered if they could possibly leave it there for a day or two and lock it, you know, and then they'd come and see Dad about it and all stuff. So I said, I was home on my own, Dad was at the races and then go on to the trots after that. And um, so I said, oh, yeah, that's all right. And so they got this all unpacked and um, I saw it all there, packed up to the wall. And, what uh, sorts of things were they unpacking? Oh, look, at, I didn't take that much notice, but it was all sorts of household sort of stuff. I don't mean um, plates and that sort of thing, but things which I'd never have had anything to do with, you know, but electrical stuff and, uh, you know, yeah, stuff like that. Well, I'm just going to read something to you now. We'll yeah. come back to all of this in a second. Would it have been things like clothing, handbags, kitchen utensils, pictures, Cases, bicycles, furniture, yeah, things like that. Vacuum cleaner, but, and and that's why drills. I thought, but that was at another place. But I didn't know he, they'd used other places too. And it wasn't until after, uh, you know, they kept talking about his place in Claremont. I thought ours was the only place they did it to, but they had it in a number of places. Now you yeah. met both the man yes, and his yes, wife. Yes. Did they give you their names? Um, I don't think so. I can't, uh, he might have, but he would have probably introduced her as his wife, or I didn't sort of, um, store the name if he did. How did you feel when you were approached by them, or by him? Oh, nothing. I just sort of, oh, this poor man, yeah, uh, got this problem, you know, oh, yes, we've got all that empty space, of course we could help, you know. And um, but when Dad got up, when we got up the next morning, and I told Dad about it, we went down to have a look. It was all gone. And uh, did you hear it go during the night? No. no. Can you remember what he looked like and how he behaved? I just thought he was quite a handsome-looking man, and he was polite and uh, respectful. Yeah. So I didn't hesitate to be of help. Can you remember when this was? What? Do you remember when it was? When meaning? When. What year, what month that he came to you and approached you? No, I, and I don't think that should be down in that. But I don't think I would have even uh, registered that. I don't have the sort of mind that registers detail. When did you register that this was not just the kind of man that you thought he was, that this was actually a man who was a I never did. I never did. And it wasn't until 
uh, something appeared in the paper a few days later. We thought those people had just come and taken their stuff in the night. Instead of that, it was the cops. And uh, so we just went on with it, you know, and thought no more about it. Then I think there was something in the paper, but not a lot. And of course, I probably wasn't a paper reader in those days. At 17, you, you don't worry about the paper very much. And it uh, wasn't until really years later that uh, I don't know whether I was writing something up or we decided to look into it and we had happened to have a connection with the police um, so we were able to get that little uh, letter and, and I'd gone up to, I must have been started my writing and everything, gone up to the to the um, library in Perth, Batty's library you know yeah, uh, to look up and get a few details. Must have been for something I was writing, and uh, and then we got what we could yeah. you know, from there. So, at the time that all this was happening, you did not know that this was a man who subsequently, or not long after this, went on to uh, murder a policeman. If I did, I don't. I don't sort of recall it there, or me worrying about it all, or um, thinking about it. So I can only as assume it was probably a bit of stuff in the paper, and I, I didn't even see it, or you know. Who was living at it. home at that stage? Who was living at home? Mm. Uh, probably just me. Yeah. And no one else. Your father didn't comment on this later, when it came out. I don't remember if he did. My father uh, would barely talk to us. See, he'd go off to work about 7 o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. and he wouldn't come home until he'd go to his club at night after he finished his work and uh, come home and go to, go to bed and he'd be gone again in the morning. Or uh, We didn't hold conversations. He wasn't that sort of a man. Judging by what you just said, the, the day that this Sydney Hammond came to you and asked if he could put things in your garage was probably a Saturday because you just said your dad was at the yes, races. Yes, You'd washed been. your hair. Yes. So I'll just read this a little bit because what this man did was, in fact, he was a burglar. Yes. And he was a very well-known burglar, or a very accomplished burglar. But he ended up murdering a policeman who was trying to arrest him, yeah. of course. And it says here that um, Hammond had rented three single-car garages in two suburbs. Yes. And that I in most of his of burglaries, he made several trips in his small car between the scene of the robbery and his hiding places. So this may have been one of his burglaries, that he was going backwards and forwards between the scene of the burglary and your garage. Yes. And you believe that it was the police... Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He was going back and forth between... Well, he was... He, it said that he, he used single-car garages or he rented them. Yes. So he had possibly burgled somewhere and was looking for somewhere to put everything well, oh, and right. used your... But do you believe the police took the goods away, not yes. 
Hammond himself? Did yes. he come back? And what made you think that the police took? Did they speak to you at all about it afterwards? No, oh. I don't. I, I suppose they spoke to Dad, but never to me. And um, so I had no approach from them, no information direct from them. But what I can gather is that the cops were just behind them in all these things, right on their tail, and they removed these things in the night and took them to headquarters and wherever they... And uh, that's how they went. It's an amazing story, and yet at the time, it didn't have a huge effect on you. None. Had none. And, uh, no. Well, none, I didn't even, I don't think I'd ever bothered telling anybody about it. Uh, it wasn't until I got writing years later, and you know, probably think episodes in your life, you know, and went tracking down material. And, uh, yeah.